we are recording. Oh <laughs> Way to slip in that joke right before we uh, start recording. Shit. Shit. Oh, man. So we are back. We're back from outer space. Oh, Here to be in your face. Uh, hold on. I made a mistake. Oh, what the hell, dude? We're We're live. Oh, yeah, shit, I forgot. Is, is We're it? recording to you live from Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> Can you tell this become, like, my favorite joke? <laughs> Please excuse our temporal unprofessionalism, but this is how we do. Temporal displacement in progress. That's right, that's right. Because we're sci-fi geeks. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so um, we are not going to give uh, the shit of the world as much time as we usually do because last week we really... We really went in on the taxes part. I was amazed. We did. We did. And, you know, sometimes it's necessary. Sometimes the issues of the world just impose themselves like, you know, a zit on the uh, underside of your nose. Yeah. But uh, this week, no, we're, we're, we're about the creamy goodness. Yeah. So, we're gonna we're gonna touch on some of the good, uh, not the good stuff, the uh, the terrible, horrible stuff of the day, and then we're gonna move the fuck on because yeah. it's uh, it's it, the world doesn't deserve that much of our attention. Did we talk about Ben and getting fired? No, we did last not. one. Okay, I think I, that's almost part of the fun part this week. <laughs> Ding dong, the witch is dead. Oh man, witch, old witch, the dog face witch. Hit that guy. I mean. We thought that uh, we, we thought we'd have to wrestle his uh, posting in the White House out of his gold dead hands. <laughs> gold dead hands. Jesus! But uh, somehow he got kicked out. Some there's a theory floating around that he um, he did an interview shortly before his ousting, uh, where he sort of went against our um, our inglorious president and. Uh, some people say that he knew what he was saying during that interview would uh, get him ousted. He probably felt like he um, he didn't have an enough influence, if that is even possible, to be a white supremacist in the White House. It's like, geez, how much more influence do you need? Just, I just want to step in here. Is he a white supremacist? Because he, like, in that interview... Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know if it was like if it was staged or not, but mm-hmm. he did talk about like the the bigoted fringe being a bunch of crazy loons. I think I'm paraphrasing him, yeah, of course, yeah. but that, he was just like, "Oh, they're fucking nut cases." Yeah, cases. he did say that. And you but the thing is, you know, in this modern age, um that's one of the ways that you can identify a white supremacist because all you have to do is look at their actions. You, you can look at the bills that he supported from the Muslim ban um, to this ridiculous border wall that's, uh, uh, that the uh, occupier-in-chief is trying to erect. Um, and he supported all of that shit, not to mention he created a online forum, uh, Breitbart, um, that is essentially, and, and they've gone on record as saying that they are the forum for the alt-right, and the alt-right are, uh, are white supremacists, they're Nazis. So he is um, a white supremacist. What white supremacists do in this day and age is they, they do the shit, 
but they just want to change the name. That's all. Yeah, it's a so, it's a bunch of rebranding. It's a bunch of like, you know, Richard Spencer's talking about like, oh, even the white supremacists hate the Nazis hate me, and it's like, yeah, yeah. it's weird for you to say that, despite the fact that you know, you've posted up you know ca- cartoons with Nazi symbols and Nazi propaganda on it. Mm-hmm. I mean, he just wants to like seem like he's not a Nazi to the public, but mm-hmm. once the doors close to his public, to his internet followers, mm-hmm. it's like all Nazi all the time. Oh, it's absolutely, like, absolutely. This goose is, step into the oldies. That's part of their plan. They think it's just like, we can just fool the public, and then when it's too late, we'll spring the trap. You know, <laughs> it's like, it's like no. We're just a different shade of Nazi in a different color shell, like candy-colored shell, you yeah, know? Yeah, it's like, no, listen, there are... Uh, there's this one thing that you didn't count on, uh, namely marginalized people who have a sixth sense for bullshit. And we're just trying to warn everybody else. And some people are listening. A lot of people are not. But yeah, you're not you're not going to fool everybody. You're just not going to do it. It's so weird because the, the, the thing about the, them is that they think that we're not going to catch on like like the marginalized the minorities. Uh, the LGBTQIA community is not gonna like catch on to their bullshit, but we, they what they don't forget is <laughs> we're fucking smart. Yeah, and then uh, you know we we immediately when we see injustice we get smart to their ways, and that's how we uh, you know. Uh, take down your statues in the middle of the night. <laughs> Wake up earlier, <laughs> assholes. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I need to pull away from the mic for that. Oh, God, that was good. That was good. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's like leave it up to white supremacists to march in the middle of the night with tiki torches, uh, expounding on their uh, superior genetic stock while representing themselves with a, uh, a Polynesian invention. <laughs> which is yeah, which I, is what Tiki I mean, like I feel like a but like like so many people have pointed that out, but the irony is so delicious. Uh, it's like mm, 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 Polynesian <laughs> Polynesian device. Uh, it's it's absolutely <laughs> scrumptious, you know. Tiki came out of no like Tiki the company came out of nowhere. They were just like, ah, we don't want to be affiliated with the horses. It's, and it's so funny. Somebody pointed out, it's just like how, what a time we live in when the uh, the Tiki company comes out and disavows uh, white nationalism and racism quicker than the president of the United States. Yeah. It took him several days before he said, you know, white nationalists and uh, racists and Nazis are, you know, are, are disavowed in whatever fucking way he said. And then turned around like the next hour or the next day and said, you know, but there were some really fine people there. It's just like, what? Me, fine people on both sides, on both sides. He didn't even say both sides. He just said fine people on, uh, on that side. On that it's side, just right. like, oh, God. Oh, know. there were, the, yeah, he said that they were mar- there were some people in, in that area that were marching peacefully before, you know, Antifa marched in and then were got violent with them. Like, uh, didn't bring up the fact that uh, one of the brave souls on our side lost her life mm-hmm. trying to um, stand up to the fact that there are some racist fucking things happening in our country and racist idols that need to be, you know, disposed of. Rest in peace, Heather Hayes. Yeah. yeah. 
um, Heather Hayer, I think. Heather Hayer. Yeah, Heather Hayer. My apologies, Heather Hayer. Um, she, uh, yeah, the, this whole movement is ridiculous in terms of uh, treating them like some sort of legitimized voice. It's like you don't, you don't give a forum or any sort of uh, shelter to people who advocate the marginalization and harm of entire other groups. It's just not, you know, other, in, entire other groups based solely on the fact that they are other, that they are non-white, you know, that they are somehow a threat to um, the uh, white American uh, establishment. It's just like, no, that's, we've seen this pattern way too many times in the past and you're just not going to get away with it. So, um, but I mean, back to the main, uh, back to the original subject anyway, um, Steve Bannon, um, he's gone back to uh, his ilk over at Breitbart and he's threatening like major war with this administration. Um, is he really? He is. is. He, really? he is. He's just like, oh, now it's going to be where they, I think internally they're calling him um, uh, Brandon the Barbarian or some shit like that. Oh. So, yeah. So, Jeez. I mean, yeah, he's he, he has to amp himself up. Uh, by, so he could suck his own cock. Is yeah. That what you're basically, basically <laughs> you know, it's like drawing some sort of parallel between him and a fictional barbarian yeah. character or anything like that. Um so it seems like the implosion just continues uh, with this uh, administration because they're losing, they're losing allies while at the same time producing the most terrible elements um, of our society, or at least emboldening them. Um, so it looks like to me um, that at some point uh, Trump is not going to finish his first term, but there's going to be like a scorching of the earth on his way out um and i feel like we're starting to see the beginnings of that now it's like we're, we're seeing all these people who are just amped up they feel like they have a legitimate platform and it it will eventually take a life of its own outside of trump he's such a dick bag man he said uh, this president that we got such a pile of fucking useless dicks um he he like <laughs> says a bunch of like bullshit about just like eh, the the radical left, the alt left, and the blah blah blah, and we got to deal with this. And I'm moving ahead with my transgender ban, but it's all about love. Oh it's all about God. love. We got to love all the people except the transgender people who didn't run in the fucking military. It's like <sighs> fuck you, dude. And then he then he's like. He threw, you saw that rally in fucking Phoenix. Yes, I think uh, I think we all did. I mean, that that first of all, that was ridiculous. Why is this man still having campaign style rallies um, even after he's he's gotten the job? Um, is his ego really needs that much stroking? And and I think second of all, and the most funniest is that a lot of the rally goers have been circulating a picture of the um, uh, supposed size of the rally. And people have discovered it's just a picture from like a uh, from like some sort of sporting event that happened uh, months prior. Really? And then they released the actual photo of the of the size of those rallies. And it's far more sparse than I heard that, like, <laughs> at some point during the ramblings of his uh, of his shit, like, um, you know, 
Oh, hold on. We, Hi, uh, Sabrina. Hey, Sabrina. How you doing? Uh, my wife making a cameo appearance on the podcast for the first time. Anyway, what was I saying? Oh, yeah. Fuck Trump. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But, uh, Total eclipse of the facts. Because <laughs> he was like, again, he like, he lied. He both, he just fucking turned around and lied to people yet again. Mm-hmm. Um, went and said, uh, you know, he, he read a transcript of himself. Did you see that? Where he read a transcript of. <laughs> I don't think I did. What did he, he say? Read a, he was like, because the me- fake news, fake media. Did it again. There's that. I have a transcript here saying what I said, and uh, uh, because they're saying that I am emboldening the the fringes of the alt right. Dude, he said the craziest fucking shit. Like, I can't. Like, he just sounds like a man that's lost his mind. Right? Uh, he starts talking about how the fake news is uh, saying that he didn't like em- he that he emboldened the alt right. And then, um, <laughs> bye-bye, baby. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> anyway, he's emboldening the alt-right. And, um, and then he's like, uh, he's like, I said that I, I'm paraphrasing. He, he basically left, he, he talked about how he condemned the hate groups, but he left out the part where he said many signs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he was like, I gave them everything. I gave them white supremacists. So I gave them the KKK. I gave them a side of fries. I gave them a burger. I gave them a milkshake. I gave them a Coke. You know, he's like, he's listing things as if it's like, you know, take this and shut the fuck up, basically. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's like, he's just such a, fu- like, he can't, he can't just keep it together for a fucking hour, like an hour. That's how he feeds. That's how he feeds his base. It's like he he gives them something for them to cheer on about or laugh about, and that distracts them enough so that when he spouts uh, his real um, excrement, he he's just uh, they're, they're too wound up to pay attention. For example, pardon me. Oh. At the rally, <laughs> at the rally, Sorry. he he threatened to shut down the government if Congress doesn't pay he's gonna do it he's gonna do the it. wall but here's the thing we all remember that he he said that mexico was gonna pay for this wall right it's like oh no 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 uh in trump land yesterday no longer exists apparently it's all not. about today mm. you know apparently there's no need to um what's the word uh uh, have any sense of continuity is like from day to day. I mean, tomorrow he may be like, yeah, you know, I'm going to land on Mars in two years. And then the day after I was like, I, I never said that I meant Mars bars. Like it was like, <laughs> he, he did, like, it's just, it's just chaos. It's, anytime, anytime he says something to contradict the thing he's currently saying, mm-hmm. it's like, uh, then he falls back on the whole, it's fake news. Oh, um, so if he says he's gonna, we're gonna, you know, be colonizing Mars in 2020, and then when 2020 rolls around, and uh, we're still not colonizing Mars, he's just gonna be like, "Who said that?" CNN, fake news, you know. Yeah, the the frightening thing is, is that a recent poll was done, where 
a lot of his base was asked if uh, there's anything that he could say that would make them uh, change their minds about him or stop following him. And up to 25% of those polled said no. It's, it's uh, you know, that, that, that accounts for several million people in this country. Um, by no means are they the majority, but it's frightening to think that, you know, you could be sitting next to somebody on the train or, you know, walking down the sidewalk and bump into somebody who thinks that this guy is actually good for the country. He's not good for anything. You know, I liken them to like the Twihards because it's like, you know, those people who are just like, oh, man, the Twilight, you know, the the. The kids who are all into the Twilight movies and they're just like, oh, man, they're so good. They're so good. They're so good. And you're just like, they fucking suck. My niece is into those. Oh, really? uh, No, I've told. No, I've I've made. Did you tell her to her face? It's like, you're wrong. You are wrong, little girl. I don't. (laughs) First of all, she's only two years younger than I am. So I don't. And second of all, I wouldn't talk to a child that way if she was uh, just that me? much younger. Oh, sorry. I'd just be like, no, little girl. She's like, Uncle Ernesto, stop cursing at me. You know. Um, but no, I get off my lawn. <laughs> I've mentioned to anybody who will listen that I I I find I find the Twilight series um, sucky, <laughs> sucky at best. And completely inappropriate at worst, just because and and I'll just go over it real quickly. I I remember when I still lived at home, I had and I had cable, you know, those the glory days, the glory days Um, before you cut the cord. Exactly. Uh, The the, um, uh, Twilight was playing on one of the uh, movie channels and I just left it on in the background. You know, you'd heard a lot about this. It's like maybe something about it will catch me. I'm working on my computer. (laughs) A full half an hour passes. And I'm getting the dialogue in my ear. And then I literally, I'm in my room by myself. And I turn to, to the TV and I go, what is this shit? Like, <laughs> like literally nothing is going on. It's just a bunch of shiny vampires, you know, emoting in the forest. Um, so I switch over to something else at that time. And then fast forward a years later, a few years later, um, I go to see, what is it? Uh, Breaking Dawn. Is that the, the yeah? That's is it one or two? Because I know there were two. Of them. Uh, I went to see the, the first part, part okay. one, um, with uh, with an ex at the time, as she was really into the into the books, and you know, there's some action going on, uh, some teenagers, some shiny vampires, and stuff like that. <laughs> but the part that disturbed me was when this, uh, when the mythical baby uh, Renes me or some shit. Oh, I don't know. I don't um, know. I don't know anything about the mythology. I'm just uh, like, well, let me tell you. I just know none of them really close their mouths. <laughs> well, spoiler alert coming up. Uh, the, the, the this mythical baby uh, Renesmee is born, and in the books, this baby and the uh, the wolf guy, uh, who's against the shiny vampire. Oh, I guy, heard about this. Yeah, they, yeah, yeah. They're supposed to like imprint on each other and eventually end up together as she gets older. Here's the disturbing part. So she's born. She's not even an hour old. Her mother's holding her. And the wolf boy and the baby lock eyes and imprint on each other. And the baby gives a, like, a come fuck me look. 
when oh. when they make this imprinting and i'm just like Fuck, dude that's gross and i'm looking at the screen like no <laughs> no i'm doing like the will smith uh um, no no <laughs> like fucking i am legend i am legend like no no <laughs> it's it was i was just like I had to. I had to seriously, really. By the way, I'm no longer with this ex. Uh, <laughs> oh, well, I, I smart think, move. I think this might have had a small thing to do with it, but anyway, um, yeah, that whole series is just weird. Yeah. I, I still don't get. Wasn't it written by like a Mormon or something like that? No offense. Was it? Was no it? offense to Mormons, but it's just no like, total offense to Mormons. <laughs> <laughs> Your beliefs are weird. I'm sorry. I'm just. No, I'm not sorry. Jesus Christ <laughs> came to America <laughs> and showed Joseph Smith how to write the Bible. It's like, what the fuck? No, no, I'm sorry. It's just, I feel like the the religious podcast is is coming. Oh, it's, oh, it's coming. The religious podcast. We'll have to uh, we'll have to do that from an undisclosed location. <laughs> <laughs> We'll have to live in an undisclosed location. Pretty for much a while. go into hiding for a little yeah. while, you know, because we're coming after everybody. Yeah. You know, everybody has some shit. Hmm. Well, specifically the Catholic Church. Yeah. Well, yes. Any any organized body of religion has a great deal of dirt underneath it. It's just it's used as a control system for the masses. And look, I'm not blaming the common schmo for turning to religion there are actually some good parts of the philosophy that could really help people live um productive and moral lives you know but those who are in charge often use it to manipulate the flock or whatever to uh other means and other ends um and it's just not it's not a good thing you know because we've as we've seen throughout uh, the decades and the centuries People can be manipulated into doing almost anything from marginalizing people to murdering people. Um, so, so yeah, it's got to be uh, it's got to be rain. It's it's just got to be looked at in the brightest and truthful light possible. Yeah, I just remember that episode of The Simpsons where they're burning fucking uh, Principal Skinner at the stake. <laughs> oh, I think I remember that. <laughs> He's like, the world is round. <laughs> like, burn him. Uh, Grandpa Simpson is like, burn him alive. He's a witch. And then somebody, t- you know, a reporter takes a, a picture and they're like, what a scoop. <laughs> and Grandpa Simpson comes after him with the torch. He's like, you've stolen my soul. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Grandpa Simpson. He just always goes off. I remember one Halloween episode. He came into the kitchen with like a, um, with like a stake and a hammer, and he was just like, "We have to kill the boy." And he was just like, "How do you know he was a vampire?" He's like, "He's a vampire!" And he ran out the room. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm mm. cold, and there are wolves after me. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, now we're like geeking out over That's fucking right. Simpson shit. Always, always. There isn't a moment there isn't a moment of any day that the Simpsons doesn't uh creep into it. Well, it's 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 weird because like you're you um you actually had a, a Simpsons moment at work, right? I did, I did. I God. Sometimes the level of geekdom embarrasses even me, but not for long. Uh <laughs> <laughs> I had a few coworkers who were just That makes one of us. <laughs> 
had a few coworkers who were talking about doing something evil to a um, to a customer who had come into the store, and they were saying they wanted to stand behind the register, acting like uh, Mr. Smithers, you know, tenting their fingers together and going excellent. And in my mind, I was like. That's not Smithers. That's Mr. Burns. You fucking idiots. But I, I didn't say that out loud. I just kept my mouth shut because you muttered you know, that to yourself. They were like, what was that? And you're like, no, nothing, 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 nothing. Just staring at the window, like shadows coming over your face. Like, like Skinner when he like goes into his PTSD. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so people, when you make Simpsons reference, get it right. Yeah. Because there's always somebody in the room who's, like, <laughs> who's judging you. <laughs> um, wanted to talk to you about movie mashups. Movie uh, because, mashups. Um, yeah, because I was just thinking about, like, uh, in terms of, like, uh, when you were talking about, when we were talking about Twilight just a little while ago, mm-hmm. um, I was thinking, like, wouldn't it be great if, like, we mashed up Blade with Twilight. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! I'm we're not sure like, I could even handle. We're that. just like you know, Kristen Stewart is just like, I just want to get to know you. Um, I don't know what what the lead vampire's name is. I'm just gonna make up a stupid name, Alex. <laughs> I think that might actually be his name. <laughs> Or whatever, oh, J- no, no. Jason. Oh, the, the the lead character's name. Yeah, the is, lead vampire uh, is Edward. Actually. Oh, never. Mind. Yeah, his name is douchier than I would have thought. Um, <laughs> Edward. Sorry, apologies to all our Edwards out there. Um, um, but you know, douchey vampire Edward is like, I I don't want to turn you into vampire. I just want to get to know you, and it's like. All out of out of nowhere, just like she's like, can I just see you in the sunlight? And then you know she turns around and his neck is just slit open. And he's just grasping at it. His <laughs> blood is just pouring out through the middle of his fingers. And then it's like you know out of nowhere, <laughs> fucking Blade the Daywalker just comes out of the woods and he's like, surprise, motherfucker! <laughs> Hits him with another fucking ninja star to the face. Fucks up his diamonds. Like, Diamonds aren't forever. <laughs> <laughs> that would be all. Oh, you know what? I wouldn't even want it to be a quick ending. I'd want, I want uh, Edward to turn around and see Blade just standing there in the middle of the forest, full leather coat. You know, even though it's spring or whatever. <laughs> and he and Blade just makes some in, intelligible like quote like some motherfuckers always trying to ice skate uphill. <laughs> Always bet on black, you know. <laughs> and Edward's like, I think we should get out of here, you know. And they start running. I don't even want Blade to like, to like kill him. I I want him to just beat his ass, like you know, with some good uh, action kung fu. Oh, that would be awesome. Edward's trying like desperately to defend himself, but Wolf like, Boy, help me! <laughs> and Wolf Boy's just like. Well, he tries to help him, and then Blade convinces him to, like, come out of the closet. And he's just like, you're right, Blade. <laughs> just be yourself, little wolf boy. <laughs> I'm leaving here. I'm going to San Francisco. And he goes and hangs out with the Angel from X-Men. You know, so. <laughs> Go to a club and, or something. Damn, I would fucking watch that movie. Hmm? 
I'd rather watch that movie than any of the fucking Twilight movies. And Twilight movies are just terrible. But that's a dope movie mashup. I mean, they need to they need to do something like that. That would be incredible. It would be brutal, but it would be absolutely incredible. What other movie mashups uh, can we do? I'm thinking. <laughs> I'm thinking that we should do uh, the crow. Okay. And um, and the Walking Dead. Holy shit! <laughs> that's like that's that's actually really cool. <laughs> that's actually better than what I was thinking. Just because I feel like I feel like two almost immortal forces going at each other. Um, especially like Brandon Lee's crow, but I would like Edward Furlong's crow to get thrown in there <laughs> and just summarily dispatched by Brandon Lee's crow. Like, oh, that's so good. That, wouldn't that be so amazing? It would be like instead of like I'm sorry, I've, I've kind of hijacking your idea, no, but instead of it, the Walking it. Dead, we mash up all the crows. <laughs> yes, it's like Brandon Lee. Whoever the fuck was the middle crow and some, Edward Furlong. The, yeah, somebody who doesn't matter. Um, some, he was some French guy. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, that's right. No, but there was another crow after the French guy. There was, there was. Um, that wasn't a French guy. That was like a, a Colombian dude. Was he Colombian? I don't know. I, I, he, for the second one, right? Yeah, for the okay, second one. Right. What was it? City of Angels. City of Angels, yeah. He Pop was in that one. Um, but yeah, um... Yeah, that guy's name was like, I forget. It was like something uh, Richard Ramirez. <laughs> I'm sorry, that was the Night Stalker. Damn. <laughs> um, but I forget what his name was. But he wasn't. He wasn't a French dude. So um, who's the third crow then? Um, I don't know. Damn, did I even see some that? dude who doesn't have a career? But it was a oh. guy before. Uh, Edward Furlong. It was before Edward Furlong. Damn. But it would be interesting to have them all like, like mat, like mashed up together. Oh. And Edward Furlong's crow actually has a robot that protects him, like a la T two. Oh. <laughs> the crowbot. <laughs> I think you just named the episode. Oh my god. Oh man. Oh, that'd be so. Oh, you know what was so bad about Edward Furlong's um, crow is that there was nothing intimidating about him at all. The coat that they gave him was actually a little too long for his arms, so it oh. looked like a, you know how like the emo kids wear their sleeves a little too long so that it like covers their knuckles and stuff yeah. like that. That's what was happening with Edward Furlong's Ooh. crow. It was just like, dude, you're not gonna punch anybody with your knuckles covered. You know, it's like <laughs> you're just not. But it's all about the fate we make for ourselves. Shut up! (laughs) I just want to see Brandon Lee's crow just dispatch them all. It's not a good day to be a bad crow. (laughs) Um, I was thinking uh, E.T. and (laughs) Alien Covenant. Oh. (laughs) All the... All the aliens, including Alien vs. Predator and E.T. I think E.T. would kick 
fucking ass. You think E.T. would yeah, kick hell ass? Hell yeah. Especially your version of E.T. Uh. The one that nukes the planet. <laughs> All right. Ladies and gentlemen, Ernesto will now talk to you about his uh, director's cut version of uh, E.T. the Extraterrestrial. A wonderful 1980s movie about a boy and his uh, weird, you know... Naked alien. Naked alien <laughs> who loves Reese's Pieces and drinks a lot of beer. Um, the, just describe it for us, please. Because every time you describe it to me, I think it's the best thing I've ever heard. I, I, I'll, I'll break it down. Uh, you know, I've always felt like an extraterrestrial uh, visiting our planet and subjecting, getting subjected to all the crazy shit that they can be w- wouldn't just necessarily leave in, a, in this super benign way um you know it's 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 a superior intelligence at some point they'd have to turn around and say you know these humans are are, are kind of pieces of shit so in my ending of et the extraterrestrial <laughs> um the whole movie you know goes the same way up until the ending when the ship comes to take et away um he says goodbye to elliot says i'll be right here <laughs> You know, pokes him in the chest with his glowy finger. (laughs) And he boards the ship. And um, as the ship, you know, door closes and is starting to pull away from the planet, you know, his his fellow uh, extraterrestrials sort of gather around. Um, E.T. looks at the viewing screens within the ship and sees, you know, everybody waving at him like, bye, E.T., we'll miss you. You know, the children and everything. And... (laughs) And he sort of waddles around and looks at his shipmates and the scowl appears across his face and he, and he says to them in whatever language uh, the species speaks and he, and he goes, fire. And, and a, um, a beam similar to what you see come out of the Death Star in Star Wars because they do occupy the same universe. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> Holy shit, I totally <laughs> forgot about that. Be- oh, my God. <laughs> that's It's canon, folks. The e- ETs are literally in the Star Wars universe. So you see a beam similar to the Death Star sort of Holy shit. collect at from four points on the front of the, the ship and then fire down to the planet, uh, uh, maybe like a mile away from where Elliot and his family are, you know, and create little like, Drew Barrymore, little Drew Barrymore, <laughs> create this wall of fire, which overcomes them. And they just sort of like melt away. And in the dialogue, I wrote like Elliot's last thoughts, last thoughts are why, you know, <laughs> and, and as I he thought we were friends, <laughs> as he just sort of melts away. And uh, as E.T. ship rises into the atmosphere, he's met by an armada of the rest of his species. And he calls out to the rest of them and tells them how dangerous humans are. And, you know, one of the other E.T.s is just like, but, you know, maybe the Emperor w- won't be cool with this. Again, because it's part of the Star Wars canon. I'm Fuck, thinking, dude. I'm thinking Palpatine <laughs> still has, you know, some it's influence so here. It's so nerdy. It's, and it's, so it's extremely nerdy. If And if you're staying with me, listeners... God bless you. Yeah. You know, <laughs> um, and ET 
with his rage, you see like his like because they have super thin skin, like you see his heart start glowing and beating and he reaches out with his glowing fingers and starts to force choke uh, this other <laughs> this person. other this, this other, other alien. Just like, oh, he's just like it's like my orders are like the emperor's, you know, <laughs> destroy them. Um, and uh, you just start to see like on the night side of Earth, like cities start to glow from being, you know, destroyed with these uh um, Death Star rays and uh, then it just the credits start to roll and you see like the e- you hear the E.T. overture start to play and scene you know so for me <laughs> that's how it should have ended but uh, can I add a little a little sure. thing do. to that which is like um, which is like you see two of those kids that were helping uh Elliot's big brother mm-hmm. uh, get uh, get ET to safety. They he was they were on the uh, <laughs> they were just like, oh my god, they're that looks like they're terraforming the planet into your anus. What are you talking about? You get it, your anus. He doesn't get it, dude. Your anus. He doesn't get it, man. Wow, that's such a that's such wow, an man. ET joke. Holy shit, I've seen that movie way too much. Oh man, but I'm pushing for this director's cut to be filmed, um, um, or at least somebody to animate it. So, yeah, uh, if you're out there, dear listeners, and you have animation uh, uh, talents, please uh, reach out to us. We can't pay you, but I think it'll be good for shits and giggles. Well, yeah, we'll give you a nice thumbs up. Yeah, a fresh thumbs up from us. From robots versus taxes, you can't get much better than that. Yeah. Oh, oh, I'm Ernesto Mancivo. Oh shit. Pablo Morale Martinez. And you're listening to Robots, Robots versus, versus Taxes on Radio Free Brooklyn. It we is the <laughs> longest intro ever. Wow, it only took us 40 fucking minutes. Jeez, we get so carried away with ourselves. Oh, my God. You have to edit in like a separate intro. Oh, man. Or not. I mean, yeah, or not. Yeah, just keep know, it the way we, it is. We can do whatever we want. It's like maybe we want to put the opening theme at the end. Who yeah. knows? <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> that was a segment. That's a new segment called uh, Who Knows? <laughs> um, also, uh, what was I going to say? Um, yeah, fuck it. I don't know. Once again, you're listening to Robots vs. Taxes. On Radio Free Brooklyn. Robots vs. Taxes is not affiliated with the rest of the Hey, yes it is. <laughs> My name is on the uh, the icon, yeah. so you can't get away from me, buddy. Okay. We're going to hell together. Right, I was going to say just one more mashup. Yeah. Um, I wanted to do The Exorcist, but with uh, mash it up with... Uh, uh, Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Because <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, the power of Christ compels you. <laughs> oh man, how do you? Be, how would you be able to tell the difference between Pee-wee possessed by by Satan and Pee-wee not possessed by Satan? And also, I mean, if we're gonna if we're gonna do mashups. Let's just insert real life elements of uh, the actor who plays Pee Wee into the movie. So instead, oh. instead of vomiting pea soup, what he vomits child porn? What are you talking about? 
He wasn't. He wasn't caught on child porn. Oh, okay. All right. No, I'm thinking of the different actor. I'm thinking of Jeffrey Jones. No, no. Who I'm was thinking. in? Oh, fuck. Now my mind's jumping to Tim Burton Land, where it's just like Jeffrey Jones was in Beetlejuice. Tim Burton directed Pee Wee's Big Adventure and Beetlejuice, and Jeffrey Jones was the the father of Winona Ryder in Beetlejuice. I was arrested for child pornography. Was he really? Yeah. Damn. All right. Well, uh, maybe stepping away from the child porn a little <laughs> bit. Um, Pee Wee Herman, instead of, you know, uh, vomiting because he's all possessed, he would just like masturbate furiously oh, God. Uh, around the room. <laughs> and the priests have to stay there. It's like, the power of Christ compels you, you know. <laughs> I just think it would be great if, like, he summoned all the things from his funhouse. Oh, Mike. Oh, <laughs> that chair. It's that... like, where's where's hell, Globy? It's over here. Oh. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, that would be amazing. And you know what? I think that once Hollywood runs out of ideas, which we're certainly getting close to that point. Any day now. Um. I think that we'll be primed to be the uh, the big hitters in Hollywood with all of our mashup ideas. Yeah. We'll just we'll just write scripts the way we record these podcasts. Yeah, definitely. And they'll just be like, you know, green light it, you know, get Lupita Nyong'o for the project, <laughs> you know, just because we want her. In, yeah, we just want her in everything. In everything. Her so. and Donnie Yen. Yeah. Oh, that'd be, <laughs> hey, that'd be an awesome pairing. Holy crap! Yeah. Just to like beautiful non-american yeah i know <laughs> could you imagine a future where that where those two are like in the like they're they're just leading a movie oh i hope that future's closer rather than farther away because we need it yeah we need it quite we need bad. donnie in and more shit way more shit he was he was so good in uh rogue one yeah, I like know, right? He just he just had us on the edge of our seat the entire time with between his action and and his his uh delivery of his lines. Like he had a, he has a really nice uh comedic quality to him as well. Yeah. You yeah. know, did you know he was raised partially in Boston? How could you be raised partially in Boston? He was raised it's for like your, m- your, for your, most your, of his teen years, he was laid Your raised. body's either completely there or not. <laughs> oh, you mean time-wise, sorry. Yeah. My bad. Yeah, like he focused his chi and soul went to fucking Boston. Weird place for your chi to go to, by the way. Um, but yeah, he was he was uh, raised, uh, I think, through for most of his teen years in Boston, Boston, and um, yeah, that's I don't know the that accent. that's the yeah, <laughs> that's um. Uh, that's pretty much where my Donnie in, um, my Donnie in, uh, info, uh, ends. Um, but speaking of martial artists, uh, Danny Bland continues his, uh, his oh. run of, uh, <laughs> his infamous run on our TVs, uh, by continuing to appear on, uh, on Netflix and the new Defenders show, which I got to say it's the show is great. Um, I'm really enjoying it, except for any time Danny Rand is on screen. He is. First of all, I did not watch Iron Fist. 
I could not get past the promotional photos for that fucking show and him with his shirt off and the chest tattoo. I know it's it's uh it's faithful to the comics, but him. <laughs> yeah. It was just him. I'm he just... doesn't even wear a mask in the suit. The only person that wears a mask in a suit is fucking Daredevil. And to me, I think that's such a ridiculous choice to do. Yeah. Because I mean, it just looks like four people dressed normal mm-hmm. and a dude cosplaying as Daredevil. <laughs> it's just like, what the fuck is he even doing there? I mean, to be fair, um, Daredevil is blind. Um, <laughs> so he probably doesn't have any sense of like normalcy in terms of dressing because he doesn't give a fuck. He can't, no. he can't see anybody. Um, so I think that when Daredevil's really, really far away, since he has, like, super hearing, the rest of them just kind of, like, make fun of him a little bit. You know, it's just like, so nobody's going to say anything about his red S&M outfit that he's just <laughs> fighting crime in? It's just like, I'm not saying... You, th- you see what he does with those fucking canes? Like, yeah. I don't want to catch one of those in the nose. Shit. You know, Randy you Rand's think- like, I am the Iron Fist. It's like, shut up. Shut up, dude. When he said that shit, when he was having the one-on-one with... um. Uh, Luke Cage with Luke Cage. I was gonna say the other Cage again. You were gonna say just, John Cage. Yes, again? but I was just like, God damn it! I'm not gonna make that mistake again. If you say it one more time, we're gonna do five minutes of silence and claim that it's music. <laughs> <laughs> but Luke Cage. Wow, that's so nerdy. <laughs> those are like for, art. Those for- are for the art nerds out there. <laughs> Shit. When he. When he was talking to Luke Cage in that room, he was just like, I earned this. I am the Iron Fist. I was just like, no, you're not. No, you're not. <laughs> you're just the victim of a, fac- a fucking bad Delta flight. Yes. <laughs> you didn't earn shit. Oh, man. And I, and, I hate that character. And props to Luke Cage for, ta- for telling him, like, you know what? You and your fucking white privilege. Oh, that shit. When he said that. I was like, yes, someone said it. Yes. Someone fucking said it. And he was shook. Yeah. He, he, all he could do is sit there in meditative pose and just be like, I am my friend. <laughs> Maybe he's right. Maybe he's right. <laughs> Maybe he needs... Meh. I only used my money to you know, rebuild the Marcy projects and go to Harlem and learn something maybe read a book <laughs> oh man um yeah i i don't know i i just hate that character so much but one thing i kind of like about that show mm-hmm. damn man it seems like luke cage has made the rounds <laughs> <laughs> soon as he got out of jail yeah, man. He's just like fucking like, yeah. every lady on that show. He got together with uh, your girl, Rosario Dawson. Oh, like, come on. Not two words but before he went through that door. <laughs> it's just like, you're stopped. <laughs> I mean. I thought he was going to yell out like another Marvel catch line. Like, it's clobbering time. <laughs> Cage smash. <laughs> 
Um, There's about to be an incident in this apartment. <laughs> you know what? And that brings me to my next point. Sex and superheroes, right? Yeah. We've talked about this for way more time than is than is plausibly comfortable with, right? <laughs> um and I feel like, yeah, there's, like, the cliche of, like, nerds talking about having sex with super... But, like, we, we both... We talked about um, Superman and Wonder Woman and now Luke Cage. Luke Cage has bulletproof skin mm-hmm. and immeasurable strength. How is it possible that he did not kill Rosaria Dawson when he came in through the door and just... Gear of the business, you know. Well, you know, Zara Dawson's a black woman, <laughs> dude. I don't care what like background, race, ethnicity you are. You can't have someone who is who has enhanced radioactive bulletproof strength and skin, like have sex with someone. Who is normal? We talked about this when I told you about Wonder Woman. Like when we talked about That's Wonder true. Woman That's having true. sex with Chris Pine, or Chris Pratt, Chris Pratt, Chris Pine, Chris Pine, Chris Pine. Um, she should have broken him like a twig. Like he should have been one of the people whose names were on that wall <laughs> in oh, World War Two. Oh, 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 with the asterisk next to his name. With an like, asterisk next to his name. Only World War Two veteran to die with a smile. <laughs> oh man. Death by Snoo Snoo. Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag death by Snoo Snoo. But uh, no, you're right. You're right. There is a um there's a leap of of uh, believability that has to be engaged when uh, superheroes engage in coitus yeah. with uh, mere mortals. Um, but, you know, I think we have to because those of us who, you know, in our wildest fantasies, uh, imagine engaging with such a being, you want, you don't want your fear of death to overcome your, um, your desire. You know, I'm sure at some point Rosario was like, Oh, this, this dude might break me, but you know, I think she was maybe also up for the challenge or whatever. And I'm sure, okay. I'm sure he was probably gentler because we didn't see. It didn't seem that way. It seemed like he was like, oh, "I'm out of prison, baby. Just, Welcome oh. to Oz." <laughs> <laughs> I think. I might have to edit that in just so people get it, but I just think like he pulls her hair back at oh. one point. You know he'll snap her neck in half. He the same thing with the same thing with Wonder Woman, right? She goes to wrap her legs around Chris Pine. She shatters like L seven through S twelve. <laughs> like I don't even know. If that's technically right, numbers for the spinal column, but that's he, his entire like hip bone is done, <laughs> crushed into ash. <laughs> I think. All right, let's. I'm I'm gonna try to to build a bridge here in terms of like uh, movie ridiculousness and reality. Um, I think that these superheroes, especially those that have uh, super strength, in order to go about 
their day-to-day reality because you know a lot of them usually need jobs and stuff mm-hmm. like that um, and interact with common folks um, not to mention dealing with uh, common everyday objects you know cups doors and stuff like that they figure out how to um, focus their strength or pull it back um, so I mean from time to time we've seen Luke Cage break something or you know exhibit uh, some evidence of his super strength but most of the time he's able to exist hold down a job um, because he's done a lot of physical labor uh, within uh, the series. So, you know, when he was sweeping in the barbershop, it wouldn't just be like a mound of broken brooms in the back or something (laughs) like that. That we know of. That we know of. That's true. But let's just assume, since it hasn't been shown to us, that that doesn't exist. Um, He knows how to uh, use it in moderation. And I think same thing, well, with Wonder Woman, she hasn't really been in the in the uh, regular world as much as other people. But uh, uh, in terms of Wonder Woman, it, it goes to my other theory. Maybe they just made they just made men out of sterner stuff back then because it was <laughs> it was the greatest generation. So, you know, was it back when men were when men, uh, men were men, men were men, they were men. They all they did was drink whiskey and eat steak. Potatoes. <laughs> and oh smoke God. asbestos. You know? <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> like they just did whatever the fuck they want. Oh my god. It's like give the kids a cigarette and put them to bed, Dave. <laughs> a lead blanket should do it. <laughs> uh, oh yeah. Man. But yeah, superhero sex it is uh it is a conundrum. Yeah. So we'll just have to uh just keep on enjoying it and building bridges in our mind in terms yeah. of how it could possibly um, keep on going. I mean, yeah. what? Uh, what was I going to say uh, in terms of? Uh, oh, yeah, something I just wanted to bring up. Um, Marvel. <sighs> you know, I, I almost feel You're speaking directly to Marvel. I am speaking directly to Marvel because because we know they're they're one of our listeners. Um, <laughs> You know, you guys have been doing your thing for a while now, and uh, you've mostly been hitting it out of the park, and we appreciate that. But I think that you um, you keep on playing the cards really close when it comes down to the uh, the dropping of trailers and their timeliness. And listen, um, those of us in the know, you know, when you could even say that we're industry insiders by this point, right? <laughs> <laughs> sure. But if you want the rest of the public. To know about your projects, you got to drop your trailers uh, earlier. And I'm speaking specifically to uh, Avengers: Infinity War. Okay. Now, the common schmo is just not going to know about this unless you <laughs> let them know. Okay. This thing is not going to get off the ground. Dude, the way this you strategy want it to. is not going to work. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta drop the trailer. I mean, we're less than a year out from this uh, thing dropping, and people haven't seen. You know, evidence of it. All right? Sure. All you're going to have is nerds in your in your movies <laughs> if you don't drop a trailer soon, you know? How are people going to know? Like, the general public, you know, John Q, uh, uh, Reed, yeah. or, you know, Storm. Exactly. Or, well, what's Danny Rand's real name? Oh, Danny Rand. What am I just... 
That's how fucking bland he is. So, <laughs> so Marvel, please, like, get on it. Get on it. Yeah. Yeah. And then you're not off the hook either. Uh, um, uh, DC? Well, well not mm. DC. But I was going to say... Um, uh, Dis, uh, Dis, well, Disney's under the uh, the same umbrella. The, the people over at Star Wars, like, yeah, you gave us one trailer for uh, the Last Jedi, and it was great. You know, we love it, but um, it is now the end of August, and uh, time's a ticking. Yeah, they're saying they're gonna drop the trailer during uh, Thor Ragnarok. They're gonna do that. Oh shit! Oh. I can't wait. Yeah, me neither. I can't wait for Thor Ragnarok either. I think yeah. it's going to be a, a fun film. Yeah. I think it's going to give us a nice, uh, some nice Easter eggs for um, yeah. uh, Black Panther maybe. Yeah. Uh, but definitely Infinity War. Yeah. yeah. I hope so. I hope so, man. Yeah, absolutely. Get on that. Um, and hey, now, it's Sabrina again. Hey, it's Sabrina. Hey. Yay. Say something, baby. <laughs> She said hi, folks. She's going to kill me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that's a good place to cap it. Yeah, let's, now. let's cap it for now. All right, uh, cool. We gave you a lot of robots this week, so enjoy it. Yeah. Um, you know, keep it under your pillow. Yeah. Don't eat it all in one sit. What the fuck am I even talking yeah. about? Anyway. Or just eat it all in one go and, you know, throw it up in the morning. We don't give a shit. Anyway, <laughs> I'm Ernesto Mancibo. I'm Pablo Morali Martinez. And together we are Robots, Robots versus Taxes on Radio Free Brooklyn. Yeah. You have yourself a nice day. Song of the week. I am really special because there's only one of me. Look at my smile, I'm so damn happy other people are jealous of me. When I'm sad and lonely, I like to sing this song. It cheers me up and shows me that I won't be sad for long. Oh, 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 I'm so happy, I can barely breathe. Puppy dogs and sugar frogs and kittens, baby teeth. Watch out all you mothers, I'm happy, it's hardcore. Happy as a coupon for a $20 whore. <laughs> I'm really happy, I'm sugar-coated me. Happy, good, anger, bad, that's my philosophy. I can't do this, man, I'm not happy. Special cause there's only one of me Look at my smile, I'm so damn happy that people are jealous of me These are my love handles and this is my style But if you tip me over then mama said knock you out I'm special, I'm happy, I'm gonna eat Welcome to my happy world, now get your